You know, we laugh. But the fact is, student-teacher relationships do happen, and they are a magnet for lawsuits, so we do stay vigilant. In fact, physically attractive students and faculty are actually placed on a watch list and are ranked by their potential to incite fraternization. You rank people by how hot they are? You got it. Number two. Good morning, morning Greendale. Greendale. I'm, I'm Ben. Mike. Oh, there we go. I did it Mike. again. We di- we're just. <laughs> oops, we did it again. O- oops, we t- unisoned too much. And these are your morning announcements. <laughs> we're very good at this podcasting thing. I think. You know, the funny thing is, is that all it would take is for one of us to be like, "I will say my name first this week." Yes, it. And yet we never do legitimately this is you know how you watch tv shows and you're like this would all be solved if they just had a moment to talk about what's going on and uh-huh. we're doing it we're we're following the same trope of being dummies that don't talk to each other even though that's all we're doing right now we can't do anything else we're just talking to each other this is a podcast that's the whole point and these are your morning announcements no wait just kidding we already did that part um <laughs> i wish you luck so and we're done excellent good talk to- good job on interpretive dance everybody today we're talking about season one episode 14 interpretive dance i i just i, I know we haven't talked about it and i know this is uh, probably too on topic for our opening bit but i really love how community basically casts every single episode title as a as a uh a class and yes. like including comparative religion, which is very, very much not about cl- a class at all, but it, you know, it's talking about, uh, uh, you know, that's the theme of the, uh, the episode. And I really like how they, they do that theming cause it makes it really consistent. I mean, I think most shows tend to just be like, uh, we're just going to make puns on famous movies. Right. Or um, you could be like friends where it's like the one that X does Y um yes uh i wonder if there is a friends episode title generator because that would be a very easy excellent i'm glad we're doing this too mm-hmm. here we go random episode no this is actually just giving me actual episodes boo to... i don't want that okay i think i found one on bino.com Bino.com. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I found oh, it. Oh, no. No. Abort. There is, an, there is a survey question. This is this is gripping audio. I think it might be a flash thing because it's not playing. Cool. Uh, so we just need to go back in time to 1999 in order to do it. Fantastic. Damn you, Bino. <laughs> All right. There is one on, on GitHub. I'm going to do that. Oh, it's a Python script. No, I can't go to that. You don't want to install a whole Python script for this bit? No, absolutely not. (laughs) Although they have uh, three episodes, four episode titles that are quite good. Uh, The one where Phoebe embezzles the lettuce. Excellent. The one where Joey exhumes the bather. Okay. The one where Ross shears the omelet. Okay. The one with the hamster. All right. What's the hamster doing? Who knows? See, we're overthinking this. I can just type in random verb. No, random noun. Yeah. And random verb. 
There you go. That's um, all you need. Random noun generator. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, oh, um, except I need it in. <laughs> well, I can I can conjugate the verb myself. Um, okay, the one where surgery merges. <laughs> you know the merging of si- <laughs> that's so good i the like one that a lot where television hangs it's a little meta a little bit yeah it, it's it's a it's a uh commentary on these new fangled smart tvs that are just hanging Ooh, all over okay. the place i need i'm gonna do another uh i'm gonna need another noun so it's the one where energy kills the unit huh <laughs> that's intriguing I'd watch that episode. And I'm not the a person that watches Friends. Where dinner predicts the organization. See, I would these are all better episodes than Friends and better episodes than what we're doing right now, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. I'm honestly very disappointed that um there is not um I mean the the thing is this this friends python script is very like it has I'm looking at the noun list there's a lot of nouns there's a lot of verbs too there's hundreds of verbs in this list Oh okay so I've so, got you know those those little images that's like use your like first letter of your first name and whatever um so I got one um for me it's first letter of your name month you were born in first letter of your last name last mm-hmm. digit of the year you were born in so mine is the one where Rachel okay. makes dinner for oh, okay Joey's ceramic dog okay oh There's wait more? no sorry it's it's first letter of your last name I was like last letter. I, I like Joey's ceramic dog. The one where Rachel <laughs> makes dinner for Gunther. Okay. And instantly regrets it. Oh, Boom, I like that. Nailed it. All right. I have downloaded the Python script, uh, but it <laughs> will not comp- It will not run because there's invalid. Uh, there is an invalid syntax. That sucks. <laughs> that was fun. Boo. Boo. Hey, GitHub. <laughs> the whole the whole thing of github this this uh friends name generator that hasn't been changed since february 17 2017 you need to fix it there's Ooh, no pull requests using, or issues it's probably using python 2 it probably Boo. is and i'm using python 3.8.1 excellent do i good. still have this python is, 2 this is i good do audio. have python 2 maybe i can all right i'm gonna do <laughs> python 2 on this python okay. 2 friends.py worse errors <laughs> oh boy there's a lot of bad errors the one where mike gets compile errors <laughs> this is very good i like this i mean i don't but it's very good as far as the listeners are aware there was no opening bit i've cut this all probably <laughs> good job ben you did it you did it and you it was saved so easy the episode. to cut it was so easy to cut too i'm so proud of you uh yes um how about we stop talking about friends a tv show that i do not like yeah that's fair and we can instead talk about community a tv show that i really do like before we do that i just i am gonna say that i am gonna put a pull request to this this uh this uh (laughs) repo on uh, github from ben hoods 
Who? Let's see. Is he? Is he active? <laughs> he is. He he has been active within the last day. He he contributed today. He, he should be fixing this script. Anyway, I I like the idea that he's gonna be like sitting around and he's gonna get this random pull request uh, for a thing that he has not updated in four years. Um, yeah. And be like, who the hell is looking up uh, friends name generators? And then he's going to ask that in the PR and I'm going to be like, here's the episode that we talked about it in the <laughs> in the opening bit. And we just dragged you because you didn't fix it. You let it rot on GitHub, you jerk. Today we're talking about season one, episode 14, interpretive dance. We start out in the study room. Should I, is this when I describe why Python is interpreted and not compiled or is that a different discussion? The one where Mike explains programming languages. (laughs) Excellent. Um, No, but seriously, I'm not going to talk about programming languages any further because I've already lost a lot of people and a lot of that was already cut out. Um, (laughs) At the table uh, in the study room, Annie is leading a preliminary powwow or prelimawow around the library's backdoor conundrum. Sounds like a porno with Kate Winslet. I bet ew. That's a Titanic joke and I get it now. (laughs) I get it. I actually, to be fair, I don't think I ever caught exactly that it was a Titanic joke, but now like, I was like... Because I kept like, what Kate Winslet seems like a such an interesting choice for that joke. And now it took me a long time. In fact, I think I might have gotten it today that the door refers to the door that she's on. Okay. And I, I, I never made that connection. And even though I knew of the meme of her being on the door, and it's probably big enough for Jack to get on it. Blah, 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 blah. That, spoilers for Titanic, what have you. But <laughs> Spoilers for the 1997 hit James Cameron film, Titanic. But to be but fair... But you know, as, as we learned in our last podcast, there are people in the world who have not seen Titanic, so... Not me anymore. I've seen it. You've heard me listen to it. If you want to hear me, hear me listen, watch Titanic, I think it's a Patreon exclusive. Uh, it's actually, it's on our Patreon page, but anyone can go listen to it. So listen to me, watch Titanic for the first time with our friends and while drinking gin and tonics, um, and the most Titanic of drinks and me, whenever the, uh, I don't even remember what his character was, but like there's a detective on board (laughs) and every time he came on screen, I just screamed Poirot every time, every time is great. Uh, We were drunk and it was a great time. (laughs) It was a very good time. In order to solve uh, the library backdoor conundrum, Annie suggests that what they can do, because the, the problem is, is right. that the library door open uh, uh, is locked at 5 p.m. Right. And people have to walk around the entire building just to get in. And that's and it, that's inefficient. It's inefficient. So what she suggests is that instead of meeting at 5, they can meet at 4.30 Troy and Britta immediately object in unison. Troy has a regular class at that time, uh, uh, just like any other regular classes, which is a fantastic delivery, just because, you know, Donald Glover is fantastic at delivering lines and being physical. We'll talk about that a lot in this episode. And Britta has something unimportant that can't ever move. Yes. Um, And they're both bad liars about it because they're both bad at lying. They rolled nat ones on this one. Um, yes. Sorry, I'm typing a thing. 
I'm downloading the friends generator. Are are you pulling the, the <laughs> Python one I found? Yes. Great you, use of my time. Are you going to try to fix it on air? The the best um The best podcast is when you're editing a Python file on air. Uh-huh. Weird. Okay. No, I wanted to see what the I was just really curious what the error was. And my ADHD was like, Ben, you can't continue with this podcast until you find out what the error is. Oh, it actually, uh, Python 2 actually does work. It just has a lot of value errors. Uh, I just got the one where Rachel cornices the composer. I don't know what cornices means. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad we could bring it back around to this stupid freaking thing. Um, a cornice is an ornamental molding around the wall of a room just below the ceiling. How do you do? What is that to a composer? I'm rerunning it. The one where Monica plonks. <laughs> there okay, we go. Finally, some payoff for this, this joke. <laughs> this is good now. This is. <laughs> good, good morning, Greendale, where we will devote 30 minutes to bad audio for that payoff. <laughs> for the payoff of a thing that's not even about community at all. I've got another one. The one with the land. <laughs> it's so <laughs> ominous. I love it very much. Excellent. I'm glad that I'm glad that once we got the thing working, it's actually a pretty good generator. Ooh, good job. The one where Joey dedicates the customer. Excellent. So, um, the one maybe, where Rachel malingers. <laughs> okay, maybe all right, that's it. That's the, it. That's done. The alternative option is that somebody can get into the library before the door closes, and then that way they can open the door for everyone else at the regular meeting time. Shirley, of course, immediately nominates Pierce. Uh, he's not there. Uh, no one has seen him, and he's not been answering Abed's calls. Everyone now thinks he's dead. It turns out that the last thing both Troy and Britta said to him was suck it. <laughs> it feels correct for both of those characters to have said that to Pierce, though. Troy in kind of a joking move and Britta in a very like you suck suck it kind of thing yep um I do like this moment uh because so it's it's not about Pierce's advanced case of age like I've got a lot of friends that I only know through like Twitter and that kind of thing and so I've definitely had that moment before where I'm like oh they haven't tweeted in like four days i mean they tweet a lot are they are they dead because like i don't know i don't have any other way to contact them if they just stop using twitter i'm like hope they're not dead last thing i said to them was suck it that seems like an odd twitter uh post to put but fine um my last twitter post was talking about how i'm saving for a bidet but okay Um, Shout out to Stool Pigeons, always. I, I don't know what my last actual tweet was. And now um, we look at Ben's tweets. Uh, it helps if I'm logged into Twitter. Your last tweet was an Animal Crossing tweet about Roscoe's goth house. Yes, absolutely. Because Roscoe is a cool goth horse who is my friend. Um. The one so, before that that isn't a retweet or a thing from Instagram was Epic Game Store finally got me and not for the reason you think. And it doesn't <laughs> seem to have a follow up. Um, 
Oh, it uh, does. But before you follow that up, get can you guess what? The, sorry, what it I was? followed it up. I clicked it. It's Tetris no. Effect. I'm sorry. I, no. I'm sorry. I could, you can't. I have to look at it, Ben. I had to. I've been playing a lot of Tetris it Effect. It would not have been Tetris Effect. I can guarantee you. <laughs> it would not have been Fortnite either. Meanwhile, I don't think I know much about the exclusivities of the Epic Game Store, but I digress quite a bit this time. So they all think Pierce is dead, and then he comes in while they're all lamenting, and he's like, hey guys, what's up? And they start uh, pretending Cheering. like they didn't. Yeah. They're basically like, yay, and he's here. He's like, you all thought I was dead. And everyone's like, no. And Abed's like, yes. Uh, he sees this as emasculating. And when uh, when he was 30, people wished he was dead to my face. That's respect. I'm just not sure I follow how assuming that someone is dead when they don't answer their phone is emasculating. I look, man, if we're going to try to, you know, figure out Pierce's brain, we're going to be worse for for the effort. Oh, yeah. Just okay. Saying. That's that's totally fair. Um, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Britta notices that there is a stray brunette hair on Jeff and she pulls it off of him and and she's like, ho, 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 been, uh, you know, getting busy, I guess. She's like, what do you think uh, the next woman would say if she saw that? Huh? And, and Jeff's like, I- she would know it was hers. And everybody is is gasping. It's like there's so much con- there's concerned because he's like, sorry, you're, you're just sli- your 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 face was doing a thing. Where I, was, I was just sorry. Like, I forgot it's a audio medium and not a visual <laughs> one because I thought for whatever reason because I'm on camera I might as well emote like calculon. Well, so no, your your face was just doing a thing. So I was like, uh, is your backyard on fire? Because you kind of looked off in that direction. To be um, fair, I did buy a fire pit, so that is now a concern of mine for a long time. They are more shocked at Jeff having a monogamous relationship than at the thought that Pierce might be dead. Right. And and now I can do nothing but look outside to see if my fire pit has caught my lawn on fire. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, we now cut <laughs> we to... Distracting. We now cut to the our new podcast format, Is Mike's Backyard on Fire? <laughs> Mike? Let me check. Uh, so far, it is not. I will keep you informed. Thanks, Mike. So they, they are all very shocked that Britta, Britta, that Jeff might have a monogamous relationship. And they're like, well, but if if it's a thing, why are you keeping it secret? And he's like, we've got an agreement to keep it low key. Abed nods knowingly. And I like the little nod from Abed where it's just like, Abed gets it. Yeah, he's I, dated a few ladies on the, on the D- DL. It's true. And I think we get, I don't think we, we know about some of the relationships he's had in the past yet. Uh, we don't know a bunch about Abed right now, but he definitely, he, he, uh, we get little side nods that maybe he knows more than he's, you know, he talks about. Outside in the halls, uh, Troy is going to class and being he Being super is, cool about it. I mean, I, I don't know that he's being super cool. He is being overtly 
masculine about it. He's like, Greendale, woof, woof, woof. Like he's high fiving people, like, what's uh-huh. up? All right, let's go. That kind of thing. I, th- I think he's, when I say cool about it, he's trying to be masculine cool about it. like, I'm a, I'm a jock. I'm going to a class. I'm seeing all my big T-bone and A-frame and blah, 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 guys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know nicknames. T-bone, T-bone and A-frame. <laughs> Look, man. I, I could I could conceivably see a offensive lineman being called a frame just because he's like a structure on the line. Okay, <laughs> there's a whole lot I don't understand about sports, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fair. There's a whole lot I don't understand about <laughs> sports either, like including nicknames. A frame. Okay, isn't that like that's that's a house, right? Yes. Like, okay. I just wanted to make sure that I'm not missing something. I'm just going to Google A-Frame nickname. Um, And yeah, no one seems to have ever been called A-Frame. In the Um, history of ever. uh, Yeah, it it does does look like in the history of Google, at least, there is no... uh, Although there is a a surfing term called A-Frame, which is a wave shaped like a peak that breaks both left and right equally. Okay. So not I a football guy, though. Not a football guy term, um, but it does seem like we are the most tangential, and maybe that's because we're recording this on a Saturday. It's true. It, it, we uh, we don't usually record on Saturdays, and maybe this is why. So <laughs> maybe, maybe usually we have the impending uh, dinner of the thing to get us to be on topic instead of just, well, I've eaten. Let's just talk. Right. A frame so, of T-bone. Troy, the the T-bone in the T-bone and A-frame duo. Now it's a television show. See, you're on board with me. Troy walks in to a dance class and everyone just stops and stares at him. And he's like, sorry, I'm late. And he just tears off his, his tearaway pants. And then he joins the, the dance and he is such... And, and the thing about Don Glover that I think... I'm just going to continue to say is that he's got such incredible physicality when he does things that it's, it's really stunning almost to see how well he can, he is kind of a dancer in real life. So the fact that he is like being able to use his body in such fluid terms actually enhances the scene for me. Right. I mean, he does a very good job of dancing a little bit later on, but I mean, his, his dance instructor is even like, you know, uh, you you did really great, Troy. Like she's very impressed. Slater is back, and hey, look Jeff, at that. Yeah, Jeff is walking along with Slater through the halls, and she keeps being like, "Look, I told you before, I don't date students. It doesn't matter if you're not really in my class anymore." Um, and then they go into her office, and then they are about to get busy mm-hmm. she's closes the door they start making out and then uh somebody knocks and the door opens and it's the dean i do want to point out that she says that the sneaking makes the sex 38 percent hotter and he's like you really do like statistics don't you there are a lot of statistics jokes around romance here and i do i am here for it i mean what is love other than math of the genitals <laughs> You know, I was like, okay, yeah, what is what is romance but just a ratio of t- and then you're like of genitals and I'm like 
Oh mm-hmm. boy. And I just had to take a moment to just kind of accept what you had said and kind of process that. Yeah, no, we're going to be here for a while while you take uh, take in everything that I just said. Um, I mean, you could definitely describe actions with with, you know, like, you know, uh, of the physical movement as perhaps a parabola, because uh, if you're looking at X, the X and Y f- axis, because you come off the X axis and you come back into the X axis, you kind of go in and out. And so it's like a sine wave, <laughs> um, which is okay. more trigonometry, but that's fine. I, I did take four calculuses, my man, and some of it still remi- remains in here. Okay. Um, and... I'm. I never took any calculus. I I stopped at um, trigonometry. I don't um, blame you. And actually, I really liked trigonometry. Uh, that was the one that I I really enjoyed the most. Um, it's funny. But then I, I I was like, I'm gonna get out while the getting's good. So Katoa, no, you made baby. the right choice. You made the right choice because for me, it, geometry and trigonometry were the hard ones. Algebra and calculus were easy for me weird so i think Um, it's just two different types of now we're being serious but uh, i think it's just two different types of brains i for me it's always hard to get that kind of like physicality that trigonometry and geometry requires and the abstractness that algebra and calculus needs is much more suited for me and i could definitely see you being the opposite i mean i know she is more of a statistics professor but do you think Professor Slater shouts Sokotoa when she's having sex. <sighs> I almost feel like she would scream out the the uh, equilateral. Oh, um, Lord, I can't words the uh, the equation uh, the equilateral equation. What am I trying to say? I don't know. It's the uh, oh man, man. You know, I just I tried to just say I spent it. Oh Lord. <laughs> quadratic equation quadratic equation the uh, uh no okay not, i feel like wait, hold on. i feel like the the quadratic equation quadratic is, formula um, uh mm-hmm. negative b plus or minus the square root of b squared minus 4ac all over 2a i feel like that's what she screams that's that's a lot to say during sex hey man if it's good you say the whole thing okay I feel um, like there's like four people that listen to this podcast that really like that joke, even though it's really poorly delivered. And then about 90, the rest of, of people that listen to this podcast, including you, Ben, that tuned out immediately when I was, when I was flailing. I feel like there are now four people who listen to this podcast. So, um, <laughs> the Dean shows up and, uh, he, he has a form for Slater to to fill out. Yeah, it's it's a transcript that she requested. Uh, yes, I'm like I couldn't. I was too busy making sex jokes. I don't care no, what the I, paper says. I, I get you. I was following the the path of the episode, but you were like sex, 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 sex. So uh, <laughs> the dean the dean is like, oh hey, you know, careful you two because uh, we you know we really frown on. Uh, student teacher fraternization here because it leads to a lot of loss lawsuits in fact we to prevent people from uh, fraternizing 
we have a we have a whole watch list. We physically rank the attractive students and faculty and put them on the watch list. They're ranked on how likely they are to fraternize. Uh, Jeff realizes this is basically just a list of hotness of the students and uh, teachers. And yes, he is number two, while Slater is number seven. Uh, back when I was in college, MySpace was a thing, and you could like rate your professors on like how good they sure. taught the class. But then also I'm like, okay, so you've got that, but now you can just roll up hotornot.com. Do you remember that website? I do. So just hotornot.greendale.com. Hotornot.greendale.edu slash dean's list. (laughs) It's a whole different dean's list. (laughs) It's quite a different (laughs) dean's list, my friend. And yet the dean is compiling it. I made the dean's list at Greendale Community College. Oh, so you did well in school then? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's very good. I like that a lot. Um, Finally, we got some good jokes in here. Fantastic. We did it. We found jokes. We're up to six listeners. So (laughs) the dean uh, basically just continues to be just a little bit inappropriate about talking uh, about Slater and Jeff's physical gifts like uh, his abs and what what her heels and hemline are doing to enhance her physical gifts and then leaves. Uh, We also find out because he lets it slip that Jeff is number two. And Slater is number seven. It makes me wonder who number one is based on uh, the Dean, the Dean's feelings about Jeff, but that's a different discussion. Uh, Jeff and Slater go out to go to make out now that he's gone, but he's killed the moment. Uh, I would agree. I don't think there's any coming back from that. No, we go back to Troy's dance, uh, which he finishes and he, and he gets a great compliment from his teacher and he's starting to head out when Britta is coming into the class. They both immediately see each other, give each other a quick once over and laugh at each other. And then like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. Uh, they they kind of pull out to a conversation and Troy is taking modern dance because the football coach says it'll help his coordination. But then he fell in love with it in a very straight way. Britta is taking tap dancing because it was always something she wanted to do, but it was always too embarrassing. Is tap dancing even like still a thing? I think it's a thing because I'm pretty sure I feel like I'm pretty tap sure dancing. Yes, go ahead. I feel like friend of the podcast Emma loves tap dancing. And so, so it, tread I, carefully is what I you're feel saying. like. That's a strong thought. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I'm just like, I mean, I know like tap dancing was a thing for a while. Sure. Before TVs existed. And now we have TV. And if I'm, if you're like, I don't, Okay, I want you <laughs> to continue like, the hey, statement ben, now. Hey, Ben, you can either watch tap dancing or you can watch literally anything on TV. I'm going to be like eight hours of ice road truckers, baby. Well, okay, I have a few <laughs> thoughts here. First, you're right to watch the ice road truckers. They're very good. No, it's a terrible show, though. It is garbage Look, television. I've, I've watched worse Ben. I was in jury duty watching some kind of gold rush TV show. That was worse. Okay. Jury duty. Um, uh-huh. Second, I feel like, like I, I just, I, first off, I know tap dancing still exists. You know, it's one of those things that probably comes in and out of fashion as it, as it tends to do. 
but I imagine people still tap dance and they go to, you know, the tap dance, uh, like you go to, uh, in at least, uh, Portland, you probably go to the Arlene Schnitzer and you watch people tap dance and, you know, maybe it's part of a medley of tap dance and ballet. I don't know how things work. I'm not cultured, but I imagine people still like tap dance. I, I am okay. I, I have pulled up a uh, pdxmonthly.com who says, don't listen to dance snobs. Tap still matters. So boom, Ben. Does that make me a dance snob? <laughs> you are a dance snob. <laughs> there is a Portland tap dance fest that last year was chugging into year four. That means this year is year five, depending on how you count it with quarantine, because I imagine it didn't mm-hmm. happen this year. Mm-hmm. But still, five years. Of, ta- okay. of, of the tap dance fest in Portland, that means it matters. Consider this dance snob uh, owned. I just got owned on semi-live podcasts. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, I, I've got breaking news. The Joyce Theater two days ago celebrated National Tap Dance Day on May 14th. They have uh, announced, uh, whatever, it doesn't really matter. The headline is all that matters. They celebrated National Tap Dance Day, therefore it matters. Okay. Um, well, consider me, I feel like this is me doing debate 109. (laughs) May 14th is national tap dancing day. Man is good. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I guess tap dance is still relevant and important and cool. So, um, you know, I, I kind of like these quarantine casts because I can Google things too now. You can always Google things. You always yeah, had I'd, that option. I'd have to move off of my notes, but now I have my notes and you in different locations, and then I have a, a Chrome, and then I have the, the recording, so it's like, aha, now I can do what I want. Instead, I had, I had a phone, so I'd have to swipe and swipe and swipe. Troy says that no one can know about this, but Britta suggests that they should come clean, because look at all this effort they're going to to hide their secret shame, despite the fact that they both love to dance right uh troy uh puts his leg up on the bar and stretches for a bit and it's like all right we'll do it multiple times by the way in the scene britta is caught staring at his junk i mean let's be real uh i probably would too i did too i mean there are multiple times on he's just wearing a black leotard and you know it, it it's you draw you're drawn to it he's a very attractive man it's true yeah, my note just says Britta keeps looking at, Tro- at Troy's d- junk. Britta suggests that they invite the group to the dance recital on Friday. Back in the library, uh, Jeff and Slater are still uh, talking. They're they're getting re-horny after yeah. the dean ruined it. They kind of um, duck into an alcove. Uh, on one side of it is windows that are full uh, that go into the study room, and there the blinds are pulled. Jeff's like, the study room is behind these blinds, and the moment we start touching, those those blinds will immediately open and they'll all see us, which is a fantastic trope that they're pointing out here, and I love it. Uh, Slater says, oh, we there won't be any problem. What are the odds that that are going to happen? Again, statistics. 
Uh-huh. So much of this episode of statistics is fascinating to me. She would have to do a lot of empirical data gathering to really get those odds. But, you know. That's fair. I don't think that uh, the writers didn't quite get 100% the uh, the statistics. They just wanted unless to sound like they did. Oh, she unless. knows. Maybe she has uh, secret data on how often people get caught making out through those blinds. I think the idea of secret data sounds cooler than it actually is. When it's data about how often blinds are open while someone's making out on the other side. Um, I feel like that is, that is so specific of data that it is no longer cool. Like you're like, I've got secret data and people are like, Ooh, and then you're like, I know how many times these blinds have been opened while people are making out on the other side of them. And then they're like, okay, are you a serial killer, though? I I honestly think, well, first off, that's very good. Second off, I think the uh, secret data only, like, it feels very close to something that only uh, conspiracy theorists care about. You know, have you ever heard of the secret data that tells you the aliens are out there and they're trying to steal our souls via microwaves? Sucker, I already sold my soul. Yeah, how else did you get all those great musical instruments? See, the problem was I sold my soul to get the musical instruments when I should have sold my soul to be good at playing them. See, yeah, but then you wouldn't (laughs) have them. So at least you have them. You know, we're going to play. I have a mandolin I can play like two things on. Oh, yeah, did it. Thanks, devil. You could play those two things while while shooting finger guns at the devil, though. That's pretty sweet. I mean, not at the same time because the mandolin takes both hands. But you know what I'm saying? Maybe toe guns then. Weird. So they start making out. <laughs> they start making out. And then instead of the blinds opening, they get the old switcheroo where the study group is waiting to be led into the library because the library door is closed and it's right. the library backdoor conundrum all over again. It's true. I do love the fact that Jeff while- is trying to make out and instead he gets a backdoor conundrum. Happens to the best of us. Not going to touch that one. I do want to point out that while Jeff and Slater are kissing, he is just staring daggers at the blinds as if they're going to open any at any moment, which is which is very good. But then when they get caught, Slater looks just incredibly pissed like it is it was a terrifying glimpse at how she was planning on killing literally everyone because she looked terrified and angry all at the same time and no, no longer horny not horny for this one they take the group into the study room um and they explain okay yes we've been dating it's kind of the secret thing Mm -hmm. Abed says that uh, Jeff acts sort of like the dad of the group. So this is kind of like being told that Slater is their new mom. Mm -hmm. Macaroni and cheese is my favorite. Yeah. uh, Jeff is like, okay, fine, whatever. The most important thing is everybody understands that this is a secret. It's our little secret. Everyone agrees. And then Slater goes to leave and they go to kiss and everybody's like, oh, and then it really, it turns into a really awkward handshake. Yes. There's so many awkward transitions to handshakes or like pats in this show mm-hmm. that it's hilarious to me. I Everyone's do also so awkward. Yes. I mean, same. Uh, I do also appreciate 
that as Slater leaves and they're all sort of like talking about like, ooh, what a secret development. Shirley is definitely talking to Abed about great mac and cheese. Sure. Because she is talking about how she adds a little pepper jack onto that bad boy, which oh, sounds pretty that, great. That does sound pretty great. Right? Like, I'm into it. She She's I think you've talking... lost me for the rest of the podcast. I have to think about this. Yes. Okay. Oh, the spiciness aspect. Mm-hmm. Very good. You know what okay. I really enjoy is some mac and cheese with some uh, hatch green chili in it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Extra well, you, spicy. You are a green chili fa- fanatic, my friend. Extra spicy. And we don't know what we're doing out here with that. No, you do not. I'm I'm sorry, but you do not. <laughs> Slater leaves. Shirley is like, she turns to Britta after she's done talking about mac and cheese because she contains multitudes, uh, mm-hmm. mac and cheese recipes. And also she turns to Britta and she's like, is your heart going to be okay with this? And Britta goes on this whole thing about how it's like, well, yeah, I mean, like, who gives a crap? I mean, yeah, it's she's Jeff. Be- she's being very sarcastic. Yeah. She's like, I will find the way to survive. Britta's like, but Troy and I do have something we would like to announce. And she holds Troy's hand. And Annie now looks totally scandalized. Everybody looks so mad in yeah, this yeah. entire episode. Annie is Annie's just upset because she wants to be with Troy. Still. Still, I mean, I want to be with Troy. I get it. He's so handsome you, and physical. Do you want to be Troy's backpack? Do you want Troy to be your backpack? I want somebody to be somebody's backpack. I just don't know who's to who. Okay. Either way, the secret is that she is in a tap class. And everybody kind of laughs about it and realizes that there's irony because uh, dance is feminine. And uh, you put yourself out there and she's neither of those things. Right. Uh, vulnerable and feminine. Ah, vulnerable is the word I forgot. And Britta is neither of those things. And clearly, they did not get the memo that tap is still very relevant here in 2020. Or even it's back true. in 2009. It's right. a very relevant dance that to is very fair, important. I will say in 2020, mm-hmm. it is the fifth year of the of the, the national... So, or, national tap day, whatever, wasn't a thing. Exactly. So it, it wasn't the thing a before that. It's response then. Uh-huh. to this episode, but like you know, five years afterwards, I guess. Okay. Um, okay. But that tracks. But either way, this blowback leads Troy to not want to share his secret and says, "My secret is that I knew Britta's secret." And Abed is scandalized. Everyone's getting so scandalized in this episode. There's a lot of things to be scandalized about. There's secrets being revealed. Do you think Abed looks scandalized? Just because he assumes Troy tells him everything or because he just wants to know secrets or because it's just, he was just like, it's my turn to be scandalized. Someone, someone has to be scandalized by this recent revelation. No one else is going to do it. I, Abed Nadir, step up to the call of scandalization. It's my time to shine. I I think it is partially that and partially the fact that he just assumes that Abed and him or Abed and Troy just share everything about themselves with each other. I do want to point out because it's, it's very important to the reason uh, Troy sort of backs out of this um, secret uh, revealing Mm -hmm. is that Jeff starts saying something. He's like, there are exceptions to the rule, but even when Jerry Rice went on Dancing with the Stars. Jerry Rice? Oh, oh, I liked him. And Pierce just immediately is like, oh, 
Jerry Rice, you know, I liked him. Like, it's this immediate, like, Jerry Rice is dead to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's important because that is, like, it's it's just showing Troy that, like, the moment, the moment that you step out of masculine line, you are dead to the guys. Right. I mean, I think in the early bits, he still gives a little bit of credence to, uh, to, uh, to P- what Pierce has to think because of yes. the way that the the show was kind of supposed to have the Troy and Pierce friendship. Um, I think you can see it moving to Abed here, but I think, think that's still a little bit alive, but I, I mean, yeah, like, especially like Jerry Rice is a masculine person that is a very good wide receiver in football. And the fact that he can lose that in somebody's eyes is like, Oh, well, dance can't be that cool then. Right. Um, Were you just Googling to, to double check who Jerry Rice was? I was. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I called because, you on it. Because, so here's the thing. I was like 90% sure mm-hmm. he's a football guy. Y- yes. And I was like 60% sure he was a 49ers guy. You Well, yes. So but he played for other teams as well. Well, yeah, they all play for all the teams. That's how football they don't works. Play for Even all I know teams. that. Trust me, J- Jerry Rice never played for the Jaguars. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. If we, if he did, we might have been good at, uh, at some point. <laughs> but yes, so I do. I knew who a guy was. Boom. You knew who Look a guy was. I knew who a football guy was. You had a ninety percent confidence <clears throat> interval, and you were correct. I'm very proud of you, Ben. Thank you. Um, but yes, I was Googling that to make sure I was correct because I was not about to be like, oh, Jerry Rice, famous basketball man for the Utah Jazz. And then <laughs> people would be like, Ben, you're fired. Ben, you're fired from the podcast that you edit. And also, you're thinking about Carl Malone. Sports are gone. And so the moment that you get sports wrong, I might forget what sports are. And I might be like, yeah, you know what? Jerry Rice did play basketball for the Utah Jazz. That's definitely a correct thing, I guess, because I have forgotten what sports is now. You know, I do bet that Jerry Rice probably played basketball when he was in college just because, you know, you know, basketball, football kind of work all together. It's Um, all the sports. All sports are the same. If you can. I guess not. It It says he did not. But he was on the track and field team. Oh, wait. No, no. In high school, he played basketball. There you go. If you can dunk a basket, you can throw a 60-yard pass. So, it's for a the moment same there, skill. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I was going to follow up on a joke, but I can't do that with what you just said. No, but the way with... <laughs> the way with you if you could dunk a basket really started to be like if you would you download a car i would actually yeah, i would absolutely that would download rule. a car that would kick ass this is so unfocused you wouldn't download a 60 yard pass actually i would that'd be that could be cool i mean it's 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 kind of a, a concept i guess i've downloaded video clips of it you wouldn't download the utah jazz you know i probably would actually <laughs> you know, there are some good players on that that their jazz team. So yes, the whole the whole point of all of that is that We're barely halfway through this episode. Good lord. <laughs> uh-huh. The whole point of all of that is that uh there was masculine point? masculine man Jerry Rice is now right. a lady for lady folk who is female womanly because uh female womanly what am i i don't saying? i don't know but i was just gonna let it go 
but the all, important all thing because is because he danced on Dancing with the Stars, and, and it just shows it shows that uh, if you're Pierce, you can only be two things: a man or a woman, uh, depending on how physical or masculine or feminine you are. Even though we know in real life that's not there's not just two choices; it's not a binary. There's also a unlike in real life, dancing does not kick you over to the other one immediately. Um, so, you know, I watched a season of, so you think you can dance, man, there are some manly men doing some manly dance things. Like I will never be as manly as some of those men. When you're talking about these manly men, are are we talking about like coordinated chainsaw dancing? What are we talking about? Manly dancing? (laughs) Yes. It was a waltz with a chainsaw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You nailed it. Uh huh. There's a, there's Um, a good amount of chainsaws in three, four time. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Not not to so, go on the the Pierce joke thing, but you just kept saying there were manly dances. I'm like, I gotta know what these manly dances are. <laughs> I need to I need to start learning them. All my dances are so are so uh, non manly in nature. They lack chainsaws. So See, I need to go get some chainsaws then. The dean comes in and he's like, I just got word of your relationship with Professor Slater. I want both of you in my office in half an hour. And he's like, and Jeff is like, none of you left the room, and. The dean's like, well, it's all over Twitter. And you see Pierce kind of putting his phone back in his pocket. Um, So, you know, that lasted no time. Pierce, not a great friend. I kind of want to see what that original tweet was. Like, why why would that be even a thing that you tweet? I, I don't know. I tweet some stupid things. And I would never be like, my friend is hooking up with a professor at the university, the community college that we both go to i also like the idea that people follow that and there's like i gotta talk about it. i'm scandalized by it i would be like yo i just heard a great trick for adding pepper jack to macaroni and cheese send tweet and that's I would my kind of thing i would be like like tweet retweet tweet because that's what so, i generally do with your tweets they're all leaving the room and britta is like you, you didn't join you like you you let me down yeah but you know the thing is when they're all there on friday they're gonna know because they're gonna be at the recital they're gonna see you dance he's like nah change my mind i'm dropping the class uh britta is very disappointed with him oh my god how can you do this to me i'm so disappointed in you hey you don't get to talk to me like that you are not shirley and shirley's not my mom in a very good line um and then he's and he talks about like he he has that concern of he's got a lot to lose to his reputation of being a man. Uh, Brit is like a real man sticks up for his friends and himself. And you're a dancer, Troy. And then he he's like I'm I'm just not that. And then leaves and does a perfect pirouette to avoid running into somebody. You know, I mean, I will say that at least in this moment, I can definitely empathize with Troy. Sure. Back when I really gave a crap about whether or not people thought I was manly, uh, because spoiler, I don't now. Yeah. Um, like there's a lot of stupid stuff that you do or stuff that you want to do that you don't do right. just because someone else is going to be like that ain't manly right i mean i think ev- even now we see this oh boy i'm gonna wade into some territory today but uh we see this now like people are seeing that masks are not manly and not wearing masks to go outside with the you know what's going on and you know that's you know society is being or is telling us that's manly what's not manually and people are right. just kind of 
making choices based on what they think other people care about. And, oh, if I wear a mask, I can't be manly. And I know that I'm going to current topics and I know that I probably should have put a content wording on what I was about to say. But I, I think this is not just a Troy thing. And I think everybody falls into it sometimes because we're all focused on this binary, which it shouldn't be. You right. Know, what I've discussed before. And we should all be, you know, doing what we want to do, but also, you know, with the mass stuff, we should be doing what's what's best for everybody, I think. But yeah, I think I think it's, you know, people get stuck on what a man is and what a woman is. And, you know, there there's no one way to be a man or a woman or a person. There's all sorts of different we all contain multitudes, so let it let yourself. If somebody says that you you're you're not as a manly man, who gives a damn? Absolutely. Sorry, I I'll get off this soapbox now. I don't know what made me do that. This is a comedy podcast. I mean, as famed football man, yep, for the 49ers, Jerry yep. Rice, noted very not manly dude because he was on Dancing with the Stars one time. Always said, like I said, repetition and practice and hard work. There you go. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> I was hoping there'd be better things in this Jerry Rice <laughs> quotes sorry. page. You're expecting good quotes from a football man. I'm, I, I mean, I don't mean to ge- like generally they don't give anything out in these these discussions because otherwise you can you you learn about their their uh, their strategies. You can't talk to the media. You you have to keep it all in. Say platitudes like you know they just really footballed it well this week. We just tried to football better, but you know we just fell short. Uh, like famous football man Jerry Rice once said, I was just a small boy from Mississippi, and now little kids are going to identify with me through this game. And also through Dancing with the Stars, mm-hmm. uh, because which, it's okay to do both. Which Get you a I football have, man who can do both. Which I have looked it up. He did win runner-up in uh, uh, season two of Dancing with the Stars. Um, and I am looking up exactly who he was runner-up to right now. Uh, Drew Lachey. Okay. Drew Lachey uh, beat Jerry Rice at a thing. Just want to put that out there <laughs> as a thing that existed. We have spent 20 minutes talking about noted footballman and Dancing with the Stars runner-up Jerry Rice. Sometimes you got to talk about Jerry Rice, and I haven't even mentioned the time I wish I met him. Outside, Britta is upset, but she can't say why. Shirley is like... It's because of Jeff, because Jeff has has himself a girlfriend and she's just really upset about that. She's like, no, it's not that. I just can't tell you why. Right. And Britta is getting really frustrated at the vending machine for not giving her the let's potato chips quickly. Very important. I get your damn hands off my let's. So I love let's potato chips so much. I love this whole gag. It's in this. We're going to talk about it later, but I love it. Shirley's like, you know, she's she's still trying to give this advice like Britta gives a crap about Jeff. And she's like, because she says something like, um, you know, I get it. You know, you warmed him up. You you um, softened him up a little bit. And, you know, you poured yeah. some sugar and cream in there and got it just about ready for you to drink. And someone comes by, snatches it and chugs it down. It's like weird, weird metaphor to make Jeff a cup of coffee, I guess. Um, I mean, people can be a cool drink of water or a tall drink of water. That's the thing. So Britta's uh, yeah, like, that's true. 
Britta's like, no, it's not that. I don't care. I mean, what? It's Jeff Winger. It's not, he's not bringing her flowers. Like the secrecy has gone now. And that's the only thing that was keeping them going. So it's, it's going to be over anyways. Like, not yeah. that I care. Shirley then's like, what part of being a single white p- slacker makes you people so jaded? And this is when Britta, instead of interacting with the question, calls her out in a incredibly uh, aggressive microaggression. Oh, you people. What do you mean, you people? Can't believe I got to say that. <laughs> it's a little thing, isn't it? Like, 100%, that's not what you do in that situation, Britta. My God, oh my Lord, do you not have any fucking... Britta's a broken clock, and right now it is a broken o'clock. So in the dean's office... Man, so broken. They are filling out the student relation... Student-teacher relationship form... Uh, Jeff initially tries to uh, reject the idea because it's based on hearsay. Worse than hearsay, Pierce's Twitter account. Uh, Slater says, you know, it's out there. It doesn't bother me. I'm happy. The first question, how long have you been doing it? Oh, not it. You know, dating. Yeah. And it's a few weeks. And And then the second question is, how long have you been doing it? The third question seems to lead towards the dean (laughs) being part of a threesome with them. Yes, but it's on the form. Like, it's legitimately on the form. Yeah, he can write whatever he wants on a form. It's a piece of paper, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I can write whatever I think I want on a form that I can give to you. Would you you be willing to give Mike $50 million? Yes, and maybe maybe not. Because, again, if I say no on there, you'll click no, and the no will be no. But maybe not. There's still ambiguity there. Okay, okay. These are the forms Um, I generate interesting okay uh you get quarantined one time and now you're just making all sorts of google forms for the heck of it who doesn't love making google forms um all of my google forms have been about getting people to guest on podcasts so mine have mostly been about giving me 50 million dollars <laughs> most i'll be honest with you 100 percent of respondents say maybe not um but, you know, you, there's still ambiguity One of these there. days. We'll One mm-hmm. of those days. Mm-hmm. You never know. So the fourth question is, um, would you describe yourself as boyfriend and girlfriend? And while Slater says yes, Jeff says, meh. Yeah. Jeff argues that it's just semantics. Uh, but Slater's like, we've slept together every night for the last three weeks. How would you describe that? And Jeff's like, the best friend ever. And That's everybody... A lot of- Everybody reacts negatively to that. Even the de- the dean's like, "Oh, uh, that's a lot of sex." Just gonna throw that out there. I mean, yes, that's a that's a good amount of sex. But I I, I argue here. I, I do want to argue. Yes. In the beginning of a relationship, I don't think that's too much sex. That's In fair. a long term is... committed relationship, who has the time? Who has the time? because mm-hmm. you you know it's not just about the sex in a long-term relationship you gotta get prettied up you gotta go out to meal you gotta come home you gotta find a sitter it's a whole big thing so wait you come home and then you find a sitter okay well i mean um, like it's part of it's not par- <laughs> part of the process in the chronological order but it's just all the different things you have to keep in mind you know you get well, we came back we came back from our date and we don't have children, but I'm going to hire somebody to make sure my dog doesn't eat stupid crap while we're boning down. And my cat. My cat's <laughs> eating stupid crap now, too. So you might as well just make sure that She's, she learned fine. from the best. 
Look, man, sometimes, yes, that is actually true. My dog, my dog has taught my cat a lot of things, actually, and it's concerning. Um, but I mean, I mean saying, I've seen your dog eat piles of hair off of the floor, piles of his own hair. Yeah, he still does off that. of the floor. He still does that. Um, it's concerning. Um, but what I'm saying, I feel like I've been pushed off of what I was actually trying to say. But sometimes that dog needs to be supervised. All I'm saying. Okay, so you get a sitter to sit in the other room him. which is about four feet away from where i'll be <laughs> you know where where the situation will be happening uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh and you know they get paid pretty well uh based I on the fact so. it's basically hazard pay at this point um mm-hmm. so you know yeah it's a good time okay yeah they get in what they is get this into podcast big- again uh, Good morning, Greendale, a community podcast. Oh, right. We Ep- talk about season community one, and episode my own 14. sexual situations. They get into a big fight and um, Slater walks out and the dean's like, well, I guess I'll get the breakup form. Kind of want to know what's on that breakup form because the relationship form was pretty wild. I, I Unfortunately, I, I do want to spoil this. We don't ever get to know what it is, um, even though there is a breakup. Talking about statistics, what do you think the odds are that the breakup form asks if the breakup E needs some uh, consolation sex? Uh, or uh, some would call it rebound sex, but yes, 100% it says that. There's no doubt in my mind that the dean is looking for some rebound sex. I think the dean is a sexually frustrated person. <laughs> yes, you could say that. At, at um, the very least, you could say that. Jeff goes to Slater's office. He's trying to make up. He's he points out, you know, it doesn't really matter. He's just he's freaked out by the label because he's afraid of commitment. Jeff is also worried about being official. But Slater's like, you know, when you went to the friend place, you were making that official, not me. I can kind of get it. Like Jeff's point is when you say it, you might have to, you know, unsay it later. My, my Slater's reaction to this is very good. Whoopie flippin' ding, winger. It happens 50 million times a day. It's the Jim Belushi of sexual commitments. It barely means anything, and it grows on what's there over time. And then Jim Belushi takes a pounding in the conversation somehow. I don't know. <laughs> like, it just kind of happens. Slater says, I'll see you around, Jeff. And Jeff's like, he, he starts to leave, but turns around and is like, you know, I really like what we were doing. I don't care what it's called. I would like to keep doing it. Let's keep doing it. And Slater gets up, walks to the door and holds it. And Jeff takes that as a, as a sign for him to leave. So he starts to leave, but she closes the door before he can. Nice fake out Slater. I'm Slater's into it. Slater's very good. She, she noted the, the statistical measures and did it perfectly. Yes. That's, that's what statistic, statistics professors do. They mm-hmm. make, they, they take note and then they run the statistics and then, Yep. Yep, we nailed it. Uh, <laughs> nailed it. And then they nail it. Oh. This is a high five over the internet. Yeah. And this is what it sounded like. There. Nailed it. We go to the recital. We do go to the recital. Britta is exceptionally nervous. Um, but and Annie's tells there. That, and tells, uh, uh, tells her that Abed is really good at inviting people to things. Annie is also wearing an Argyle sweater where one of the the lines, like uh, one of the, the colors in this Argyle sweater is r- bright reflective silver. And it is the most weird, distracting Argyle sweater I have ever seen. I am usually all about Argyle. 
I'm going to point out that I did not notice this in the slightest. He, well, because it's a manly thing to ignore Argyle sweaters. No, I just, I, I'm not, I don't have a good attention to detail. <laughs> I'm over here like, I don't care if Jerry Rice was on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I'm going to point out this Argyle sweater. That's fair. You know what? Actually, maybe I do have a good attention to detail when I want it to. But but just ask my wife. I, that it, She'll tell you how much uh, detail I notice. Uh, it's not a lot. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jeff even brought his girlfriend, which uh, Britt is like, well, I can't wait to, to see how he reacts when he hears this. And I was, and he's like, no, he knows. They filed a form with the dean. That makes it official. It's mm-hmm. dean form official. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like changing your relationship status on Facebook, but there's more questions about having a threesome with Dean Pelton. That's true. Um, and he's like... <laughs> Could you imagine if every time, could you imagine if every time you change your relationship status on Facebook, it's like three way with Mark Zuckerberg though. I will say (laughs) that I haven't changed it in quite a while. So, you know, look, you could tell me that actually happens and I would be like, yeah, that kind of makes sense how Facebook works. Oh yeah. No, they, they must've implemented that in the last, you know, seven years. years. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Annie then says, break a leg. I, I don't know how you're about to do what you're going to do. I would never be able to. I'd be petrified, which kind of makes Britta even more nervous. So good job, Annie. Yeah. The great thing to tell someone who is nervous about a thing is I would be terrified if I was doing that, um, right. but you'll be fine. This is no, don't let any of your, don't let any of my fears about what the, the worst things that could go on uh, impact your feelings in any way. Because, yes, I could never do this terrifying thing that would literally kill me through fear. Have fun. Break a leg. Yeah. It's, Perfect. It's not a great thing to say to somebody that's about to perform anyway. Uh, but I do love that we get like a little cutaway to the audience where Shirley's like, I brought goobers. Get them while the gooby. I love that line so much. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's such a throwaway what? line. I love it. What is a What is a goober? It's just a candy. I don't know what's in it, what's what the candy is, but I just uh, Goober's candy is a chocolate coated peanut. Oh, okay. I could I could see how that would be Gooby. You can buy a theater box of it on uh, well, actually on Amazon for two bucks. Get I feel like Gooby. To, I feel like to get the true theater experience, I need to pay seven dollars for them. That's true. And a uh, uh, high school kid covered in acne needs to be rude to me while I while I I receive those. And then yeah, I need you, to go spend $25 to watch a Marvel Cinematic Universe sure. movie. Because those are the only movies left in existence. All right. Yep. Nailed bear, it. Bear, bear. If you've been missing going to movie theaters, that's what movie theaters were. Hey, man, don't worry about it. Yesterday, I think it was yesterday, Scoob came out. Scoob uh, <laughs> uh, exclamation point in theaters Just, and in real life, I believe just what i oh scooby-doo is loose is in real life is what you're telling me (laughs) yes yes there's a mystery machine driving around with a great dane in it in real life in real life okay i'm sorry will forte is shaggy this this actually has some really good people hey ken jong is dino mutt the dog wonder excellent see it's now related good job we did and john dimaggio is a restaurant owner we d- we've joined our two podcasts together. Do they go to Taco to, Bell ever? We have to. Do they do watch a, The Wizard of Oz? They have to have. I that we. Ha- In fact, here I've got an idea. Just off the dome, we watch Scoob and The Wizard of Oz at the same time <laughs> and see where they sync up. While eating Taco Bell, 
they start doing the dance recital. It is a tap number where there are all these terrifying flowers. Um, I mean, I don't want to call them terrifying. They're just people okay. in flower okay. costumes. Let me let me back up. We're oh so far we over time already, but this story has <laughs> this to be important. told. We, by which I mean you and and I and our uh, partners and from the front of the podcast, Emma, mm-hmm. we all went to karaoke at okay. a little like one of those like you know private karaoke booth places mm-hmm. your wife put in for sweet caroline oh yes i remember the story now and instead now of okay. instead of a normal karaoke experience the background to the words for sweet caroline was some homemade video where people <laughs> were dressed up in these flower costumes um they danced around they killed their weird zombie flower babies with a weed whacker yeah all to the tune of sweet caroline we we stopped singing everyone stopped singing as we looked in abject horror at what was going on and so now these things are terrifying not because they are terrifying in and of themselves but because they make me think of that video of for i don't know why this existed first off there was I, no I do, reason I, I had forgotten about the entire thing somehow i will, not ne- sure I will how. never i will never forget about that but i also love the fact that you're now traumatized towards anybody in a flower costume i love and that. the song sweet caroline i can't hear that song without thinking about you some can, woman in a in a really cheap uh flower costume mowing down flower babies in a with a weed whacker ben i have bad news for you you should probably never go to boston i mean i was not going to do that anyways okay sorry that was a i guess i guess that is more of a sports joke that i just unleashed You're making you sports know. jokes ba- basically i've used up all my sports knowledge on yeah, jerry rice uh they basically play it at boston red sox games i mean i guess not anymore who knows when sports can be back but you know what i mean they start up the thing it is a tap dance number with people dressed up in these only terrifying to me flower costumes and Britta comes out playing what looks kind of like either a teapot or a uh uh watering can Mm -hmm. to me Um, it looks like a teapot but i mean it also looks like a teapot to uh pierce who is basically doing a terrible riff tracks on this yes and no one wants to hear no no one wants wants to hear pierce tracks no No but nobody came here for pierce so uh, <laughs> good morning greendale nobody came here for pierce <laughs> so britta is tapping around and uh watering these plants and then they spring up and right before she gets to the last one she sees jeff and slater holding hands and twist she actually gives a crap she right. freezes up and just taps in place and the the pianist is like, it's like playing it and just vamping and everybody's like, water it. Um, and then this is when Troy, who has poked his head into the auditorium, realizes he needs to do something, tears away his, his shirt, jumps on stage and tears off his pants, revealing the leotard underneath. And, uh, which well, I, I, I have, there's the funniest moment in the episode for me is Abed just being like, yeah. Yep. No, Abed, just Abed knew this was coming. The best moment, the best moment in the episode is just a close up on Abed just saying, yeah, 
just very calmly, like, no. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. Troy helps her finish the tap routine. And the dance teacher's like, play something modern. Troy's like, I'm here to be a friend and a man. And he, he tears off the teapot off of Britta and to reveal the leotard she's got on underneath. Yep. And they do a, a pretty good dance number. Um, I mean, it's not phenomenal. Jerry Rice could probably uh, have done better. I called it theatrical dynamite. They do this dance number and everyone uh, is all, they all clap and uh, Troy goes back to his manly manness and he's like, Greendale, woof, woof, woof. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's not quite there yet, but he, he uh, he's learning. After the performance, Abed tells him, that was really cool. I wish I could tap dance. Britta's like, you could take a class. And he's like, mm, pass. Troy also notes that uh, Britta looked so pathetic, she made going up there the most masculine option. So, you know. Mm -hmm. Pierce meets Troy outside and says, congratulations, and such a creative way to tell the world that you're gay. So, yeah, Pierce is leaning into that one. Troy's not very pleased at that that sentence, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Jeff comes up to Britta and is like, you did a really great job. And they discuss uh, being official with Slater a little bit. Also, Jeff brought Britta some flowers, and Britta is astonished. And this really just kind of leans into that, like, Britta is actually kind of into him, um, despite the fact that she was arguing this whole episode that she's not. But yeah, it's you get this definite moment of like, well, Britta is kind of into that. She wants to tap that. And Jeff says that if I can have a girl for a friend, I'm probably mature enough to have a girlfriend. Huh. Also, I said tap that in this episode about tap dancing. Oh, I just realized that. that. You did a I made job. a pun. Even Sarah <laughs> enjoyed it. And then, yeah, we, we close out with Abed uh, on stage. He is doing a little tap number. To what seems, uh, according to the captions, is Kate Nash's Mary Happy. Mary Happy. There you go. Maybe it's, maybe it's, it's all a coming joke. Back. Maybe it's a so, caption joke, but maybe it's actually the name of the music. So Abed's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think he's probably the best tap dancer in this whole thing. Most likely, yeah. But then he's like, good night, everybody. And that's the end of the episode. But then we have the tag. Mary Happy is the name of the song. Excellent. There you go. Uh, the tag is Troy and Abed doing crossword puzzle in the uh, in the study room. It just conspicuously has the names of almost all the study group as answers. Five letters, Broadway musical. Annie. Uh, six letters, to puncture. Pierce. Um, a water filter that starts with B. Britta. Okay. It's a tough one, though. Um, Helen of... Troy. Oh, damn. You're good. Thank you. I never even heard of that last one. All right. Uh, one of the two brother actors, Bridges. Four letters. And Jeff is like, come on, guys. Can't you see the pattern here? It's Bo. Bo Bridges. It's all things you can see on TV. Except Pierce. That's a misdirect. Uh, Abed then says, I love the Big Lebowski, which I mention only so that you have an entryway to talk about uh, the, the Big Lebowski for a few minutes, if you so choose, Ben. I mean, it's funny because Jeff Bridges is in the Big Lebowski. That, so, that's also true. But I also wanted um, to mention it so that you could talk about it if you wanted. Look, I used all my time talking about sports somehow, so... We don't have time to talk about the Big Lebowski. I'm just saying. If anyone wants to talk about the Big Lebowski with me, tweet at me on Twitter at Ben underscore ETC. And you can be his co-host on the Big Lebowski podcast he's about big, to run. The Big Lebowski podcast. Big big podcast. Big pod Lebowski. Um, Lepodski. Anyways, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> finally. <laughs> and that means that it is time for. Great. Great. 
I, I think this is a really good episode. I think it really starts to, uh, like, I, I think, we, like we've talked about for the last few episodes, I think it really understands who the characters are. Um, I think I think we really get a lot of discussion about Troy and Britta's friendship, and I think that's, I think they're actually pretty good for each other, to be honest with you. Um, I think uh, Tr- Britta challenges Troy's uh, masculine viewpoints and allows him to be grow a little bit better. And, um, I mean, I think right now, uh, Brit is not learning from Troy, but I think that's, you know, this is a Troy centric episode for his learning. And I think that's, it, it really works for me. Um, and I think Britta is also, Britta is learning from her feelings about Jeff and all that. It's interesting to have Slater come back after we had so many discussions about Slater and where is she? Why, where right. did Slater go? But you definitely set up some of the the uh, plot lines for the second half of the first season. Um, it's funny. I, I honestly think this is one of the, the episodes that, you know, really, really works for me. Um, I mean, we're always going to kind of w- walk gingerly around Pierce because of some of the stuff, but I think, you know, he, he is funny in some of the sections of him of like, you know, when I was 30, people told me I was dead to my face and that's what respect is. I found that very funny. Um, Donald, uh, and anytime Donald Glover gets to be the kind of centerpiece of an episode, I really do appreciate it. Cause I think he is such a terrific actor, such a terrific, um, physical entity, the way that he can use his body in such interesting ways and the way he can use his voice in such interesting ways. Um, the Slater plot is fine. You know, I, it's, that to me is kind of secondary to the whole thing, even though you get a lot of the Dean stuff from it. I think it's, I think it's a very funny episode. I think it's, it's really part of the, like, it's quite good. I'm going to give it an A minus. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's a good episode. I like how, um, I mean, I, I like episodes that get a little bit more into the characters like this, where, you know, you, you you see that that sort of struggle of of Troy falling in love with dance, but it's not manly, and mm-hmm. you know you get the um, the the bit where it's like after half a season of Britta being like I'm not into Jeff at all. Oh, twist! Call M Night Shyamalan because she's into Jeff. Like I think it's I think it's really good. Also, my second favorite closing tag so far. I mean, nothing's going to top Donde Esta La Biblioteca. No, but, nothing, can, um, nothing can beat the Disco Spider. Uh-huh. So, you know, really great. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I don't have really anything else to add on top of what you've already said. I do think this is a very good episode. Um, I would also agree with an A-. minus. So, cool. there you go. Um, but we want to know what you think about this episode. You can do that many ways you can tweet at us at good greendale you can find a contact form on our website goodmorninggreendale.com it also has links for the show and for our patreon which we do have a new patreon patron this week uh so thank you to jeremy joyle who uh, apparently found us through uh jacksonville jaguars uh radio show somehow yep. no it oh, <laughs> blowing I, mike's th- mind it, it it's blown you know i i thank you for being a new patron and thank uh the jacksonville jaguars uh, i think it was 10 10 xl in jacksonville for mentioning us i think it was fat tony who did it 
Uh, so thank you. Uh, <laughs> I I don't I don't know how I got on your radar, but I am glad to be there, and I'm glad you're liking the show. So um, yeah, we we love you for coming to the end of these, uh, especially this one, which was quite a lot. We did quite a lot in this one. Um, so yeah, we we love you re- regardless of whether or not you can contribute. And I know this is a hard time for everybody, so thank you for listening. And hopefully, this gave you uh um, an hour and a half of fun fun in your in your day um yeah and uh we love you whether or not you are a jacksonville jaguar fan um just throwing that out there because yes, it, do, it does not i don't know anything i don't know anything about sports and i it means i should probably be nicer to mike about the jacksonville jaguars because i know one thing about sports and it's talking crap about other people's teams. To be fair, so. that is that is a big thing about sports. But yes, yes, even if you're a Tennessee Titan fan, I will accept you as being part of our fandom. Thank you for for listening to the podcast, <laughs> even though I may dislike your team very much. Um, and I think that's going to do it. Uh, now that we've we've thrown down some <laughs> sports gauntlets, mm-hmm. I think it's time for us to the, log the off spo- the sports gauntlets that only one of us really understands. <laughs> I I know I know that y'all don't like the Titans, but only because you've explained to me why you don't like the Titans. So yeah, and I don't even <laughs> think I've told you all of why I don't like the Titans. But that's that's a different discussion for a different podcast, probably on Ten Ten XL in Jacksonville, Florida. And so until next time, <laughs> uh, when we come back to talk about Greendale and not uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars or probably. fifteen million of the other things that we talked about, like Jerry Rice. I'm Ben and I'm Mike. I, I wish, wish you, you luck. luck.